What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Breakdown. My name is Josh. And my name is Taylor. And we are the WDW Couple. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week out there, or had a fantastic week, because this is now Friday. TGIF, TGIF. Do people say that anymore? I have no idea. But we had a very, uh, very busy weekend last weekend, we which did. is kind of what we're going to talk about today, mm-hmm. uh, Friday night. If you guys haven't seen the video already, we went to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, which these videos were not posted in any order in which they occurred. No, not at all. But we went to Mickey's Not-So-Scary on Friday, disappointing slightly. It was a little busy. Uh, we're going to be going back again, I think. And then Saturday, we got up first thing in the morning and headed over to Disney's Hollywood Studios to check out the first annual passholder preview for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is absolutely jaw-dropping, everyone. Absolutely jaw-dropping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am still just shooketh about he how shook. amazing that place was. After that, we headed down to Bush Gardens in Tampa to do their beer fest, uh, which Same was also day. pretty nice. Same day, <laughs> yes. And it was it was also pretty cool. Yeah. Nice, uh, some good alcoholic beverages for adults and some good food for everyone to share. Lots of good food. So without any further uh, uh, rambling, each and every week, the Weekly Breakdown is brought to you by Gold Gal Getaways. No matter the trip, whether you have small kids, big kids, or no kids at all, we have an agent who can help you plan your next destination vacation, whether it's here to Walt Disney World or anywhere around the world. All you have to do is just click on the link in the show notes, and uh, an agent will get back to you ASAP. (laughs) Uh, This is also brought to you by, each and every week, JTR Media, which has been great. I've already gotten a few uh, requests. And I don't know if you noticed I changed it. You called it JTR Video. I did, and I I saw somebody said media. I kind of like that better, too. But I've already gotten some requests, which has been awesome. Uh, looking forward to setting that kind of stuff up and and uh, getting rolling on the ball with that. So if you guys don't know, mm-hmm. it's a new company, I guess, basically. I feel really weird business. saying that. But it's a new business company. that Whatever. we are kind of starting. And it is just basically trying to capture memories of whatever it is that you're doing, mm-hmm. whether it's coming to the parks or going to the beach, engagement sessions. Um, I'm even trying to do some weddings. I'm actually doing Taylor's cousin's wedding uh, in October, which is going to be a lot of fun. A little nervous about it, but I think I'll be all right, I hope. Um, but there is a link in the show notes that you can click on, and if that's something that you'd be interested in, mm-hmm. uh, fill it out, and I'll get back to you. We're excited. And we are going on our first group cruise. Don't forget, I know we keep mentioning this, but January 26th to the February 2nd, I believe, uh, of 2020. First group cruise, Royal Caribbean, Harmony of the Seas. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I don't know if anybody out there knows, but um, this is not being provided to us by any means. We actually have one payment left, I think. Which yeah, oh yeah, we're we're paying for ourselves yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah, we're, we're paying for ourselves <laughs> to go. Nobody's paying for us to no. go. Um, so pretty excited. You know, when you get close to making that final payment for your vacation, it is exciting. And uh, I can't wait. Because once we do that, then we can It's really, officially official. It's officially official. And we can really start diving into the activities that we are going to be doing mm-hmm. on board. Oh, yeah. Um, each somewhat week, I have been doing a Run Disney series. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this has really been getting lost in the mix of everything that we have been doing. Yeah. Our weekend, our past weekend was just 
actually the last couple weekends have just it's, been so it's been busy tough. it's been tough and we have so many videos like lined up in our virtual queue we call it yes uh, that the run video just just kind of pushed to the I, back I, burner yeah we we were bit. gonna push i was gonna push one out on sunday but i just felt like we needed to get star wars out so we got star wars out and then we had a dining review yeah. and i thought oh i'll, I'll I'll get it out during this week, but then I thought, well, then I'm going to have to push another one out on Sunday. So I'm just like, you know what? Sunday, it's going to be the day we're going to get back into the swing of things, talking um, all about running for the Dopey mm-hmm. Challenge. So if you guys don't know, I'm doing this with the Dragon Master Foundation. They are set on beating childhood brain cancer. And uh, because of that, I am trying to raise some money for them. So if you guys would be so inclined, there's a link in the show notes. You can click on, I think there might even be a, a link in the actual description of the video. Make sure that there is one this time um, to head on over to Dragon Master Foundation and make a donation. Um, I would appreciate it. There are plenty of families and kids out there that would appreciate that as well. So moving into this week's top stories from theme parks around Florida. I almost said Orlando, but yeah, yeah Florida, because we're starting with Bush Gardens, which is not in Orlando. Bush Gardens is in Tampa Bay. And Beer Fest is currently happening at Bush Gardens. We actually just went and checked that out. Josh briefly mentioned that earlier. Um, and if you live in the area, it is a great thing to go check out. Or if you're here on vacation and don't have anything going on on a Saturday or Sunday, because um, it is only happening for like the next three weekends. And um, something else to look forward to is Hallow Scream which is going to be starting soon for this Halloween season. And I know Josh is really looking forward to that. I did not go yet, so I don't know what it's like. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, I know we talked briefly about it in last week's episode, but uh, it's going to get started next month in September. And it's going to be running through, I think, till about November 3rd, which is, uh, is quite a bit of time. And you mm-hmm. can get a, if you are local and you don't know this or you're coming down for whatever reason, you're going to be here for a while. You want to check this out. You can actually spend, I think, like 80 bucks and yeah. get like a season pass compared to one night, which is like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Just kind of makes sense just to spend the 80 bucks if you can. Yeah, especially if you live around here or like yeah. to go to that kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, pretty exciting. It is. And moving right along into Universal, talking about Halloween. Halloween Horror Nights yeah. is coming back it again. It is starting, I think, September 6th. I just actually bought my frequent fear pass. Uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm going to be going to the opening night with Nate. Oh, are um, you? I think so. I think he's. he said he's going to try and take off. So I'm pretty oh, excited. Nice. We're going to have a lot of fun. I hope we don't have any plans. I don't think we do. but Hopefully not. If we do, I guess I'm gonna, we're going to have to cancel those plans. <laughs> I'm not planning on going to like the middle of October. Or October. November. <laughs> Oh my gosh, November, September. I'm going in the middle of You're September. Gonna go in November? No, September. Our friends Tommy and Walter that we went with last year are coming back down and yeah. we are going to go with them again. Yeah. Plus, I'm kind of glad because I liked the order that we walked through the houses. Like Walter, who was literally like, or at least acted like he wasn't scared, walked in the front. And then Tommy, who was a little jumpy. And then me, who was really jumpy. And then Josh, who tried to be scared, but he kept seeing where we were all getting scared. So. Yeah, it was okay. It's exciting. He had my back. It's exciting. It mattered. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Um, But not much else, I think, to come out of Universal this week. So, moving right on into Disney. Mm -hmm. We're just kind of keeping the news short this week because we're really excited to get into this topic. We are. And we have a lot to cover in that, so. 
Um, but yeah, if you guys haven't heard yet, there is a new $300 season pass to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And I'll tell you what, after uh, the opening night on Friday of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, this actually sounds to me now to be a little bit more enticing just because, and I'll explain why, and this is the reason why. Paying that mo- the amount of money that we paid for us to go was awful because it was so it was busy. So packed. It was really tough to do anything. But if you spend this three hundred dollars per person, by the way, um, at least then, even if it's busy, it's not like, oh, I have to deal with these crowds the entire time. It's like you can come back whenever you want to any mm-hmm. Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party, meet characters one time, go back and trick or treat the entire time, go back and just sit, get a spot like. Wherever you would want to sit and watch the parade, you can you can literally just sit there because you the can come night. back any other time and see everything else or do everything else. So you can just yeah. sit wherever you want as soon as the party starts and just camp out there if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I can kind of see that as being enticing, but um, I still think it's pretty expensive. I mean, the frequent fear pass you can get to go to Halloween Horror Nights is about 150 bucks or something like that. It's around. It's like in that range, yeah. and it's only Mondays to Thursdays, I think. But I think that's a way better offer than to spend three hundred dollars on this, where it is just jam packed and and you can't really do much, yeah. uh, which is kind of awful. But it I also digress. just it also just doesn't make sense for us to do it this year anyway, because we have so many things going on this fall. With we just had some family here, we have some friends coming back down. Yeah. We have a couple other things planned that we're doing this fall. So, if we would have known about this, you know, not on the day the Halloween party opened, and maybe yeah. like a month in advance, we may have done something like this. Um, it's something if they do it for the Christmas party, we could possibly consider. Yeah, maybe. And then we could go back for more. And it really does make sense if you're a local or if you plan on being here a lot. And, so. I'll, and I'll tell you what, there were multiple people who had stopped us to talk to us while yeah. we were there. And they had all said, I mean, not all of them, but most all of them had said that they upgraded their ticket and bought the $300 ticket. And not all of them were locals either. Nope. Some of them were people that actually live up north, yep. and they plan on coming back down. I, but I will say, you only have to go to four to get your money's worth. You do. Um, and I think the 31st is blocked out from that season pass. Yeah, because there's 36 parties, and you can only go to 35 with the pass. Yes. But um, let's not drag into this too much, because this is not what this week is all about. <sighs> no, it is not. This week is about Star Wars. And speaking of Star Wars, before we jump ahead there, I don't, I don't know if you were missing this, but... No, I saw it. <laughs> um, Disney Cruise Line and Disney Park. It's not like really a big announcement, but um, they're kind of doing a land and sea vacation mm-hmm. um, in early 2020. If you don't know the Disney Fantasy, which we actually got to do this, was really cool. We didn't plan on it. It just no, happened to yeah. happen. Um, on the Disney Fantasy, you can have a Star Wars Day at Sea, which is literally like the entire day, the entire day from the time that you get up. There are characters from the movies out and about walking around. Uh, just it, it's it's awesome. And like then, characters you would never see in the yes, parks. Yeah, just yeah, walking yeah. around the ship. And they have some special things going on. I'm sure it's changed and become uh, probably better than what it was even when we went. Yeah. Uh, that it, it's just awesome though. There, there's uh, activities that you can like kind of pre-register for and book yeah. in advance. Like we got to meet C-3PO and R2-D2 and Darth Vader, which yeah. were like pre-registered. But then they have like a ton of characters that are just literally, they're just out walking around in the atrium. They've mm-hmm. got Pole Patrol up on top of the, uh, in the family 
deck area up, yeah. up where the poles are at. So something to consider. They're trying to get you to do the cruise and I would say go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge yeah, first and then do the cruise. Um, yeah, because the cruise is a lot more sea. relaxing. Yes. Yeah, so do land first, then go to sea. And you're going to need it after dealing with the crowds at uh, Galaxy's <laughs> Edge. So. Yeah, but um, if you are interested in booking a land and sea vacation, going to see Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and then going on a Disney cruise with a Star Wars day at sea, you can book that through Gold Gale Getaways. You can fill out a quote, which we will have the link to in the show notes. Shameless plug. Can't believe I almost forgot. And moving into this week's breakdown, we are talking all about Disney's brand new, most amazing, so interactive Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. At Disney's Hollywood Studios. It is absolutely amazing, guys. If you haven't had a chance to get down there and see it or whatever, um, if you haven't been watching videos, I don't blame you. I have tried to avoid all of the Mm -hmm. videos coming out of Disneyland because I wanted to be surprised. And I think... I think we did a really good job of capturing our own excitement. Um, We were like kids in a candy store. I was like, especially you. I was like super pumped. I was so excited. Uh, So the video that we posted of our experience going into the land on our YouTube channel, people were commenting saying they don't know if they've ever seen Josh more excited because he literally was so excited and. Like, almost couldn't contain himself. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was. <laughs> I, I was. I, I don't know what else to say about that. I, it was something that was, I think to me, I just, I couldn't believe it. Like, Pandora was awesome. Yeah. Like, when we got in was. to go see Pandora, that was really cool. It was awesome to see those floating mountains. Um, but the land is so small. Mm-hmm. And when we made, you know, when we, when we went through that little tunnel... And we started walking through the land and everything started to come into view that we were seeing. I was just, I mean, I was stunned. It was like a real plant. It was like it was a real place. It was literally like we, when we walked through that little entranceway, it was like we were transported out of Hollywood Studios and walked through some like time continuum into Galaxy's Edge. It did. Like onto Batu. Like, yeah. I mean, because crazy. Whenever I was thinking about leaving, I I totally forgot that we still had to exit. I know. I said the, the same the thing. Like I, yeah, I totally forgot about that. It was crazy. That. You know, and it was just, oh my gosh. And I wish we could we could be back there. I wish we could be there for opening day, but from not the, doing that. For, and from some of our friends who have been talking about getting there the night before to get in line for the park for like the next day, I just I can't even imagine the amount of people who are going to be there for opening day. No, like, I literally can't. You know, I kind of wonder if Food & Wine is really going to do anything to draw away the crowd. And I just don't know if it's going to. No. I I mean, they are... Disney World is really trying to draw people other places. Yeah. Like, they have the Winnie the Pooh meet and greet at Epcot that's opening. They have Food & Wine Festival the same day. You know, of course they had to do that. And then um, there's a couple things going on in Animal Kingdom. And I think there might even... Is there something going on in Magic Kingdom that day? I'm not uh, really sure, but I, I definitely I know Animal Kingdom and Epcot are definitely having some things going on that same day. So I think they're trying to draw the attention of maybe some locals to go to those other places and not go to Galaxy's Edge. And I think, and obviously to some extent it is working because we're not going to be there. No, we're not. You know, we're going to go to Food and Wine, but... 
I think that also helped for us because we got to do the pass holder preview first. And so, and maybe because of that, a lot of annual pass holders will avoid going to Galaxy's Edge. I don't know. I mean, we're just going to have to wait and see. But I I am actually kind of excited to see the video and the tweets and everything that is going to come out of that opening day. Like Of how insane it's going yeah, to be. Yeah, people... S- just taking pictures or video yeah. saying I'm in line at six o'clock the night before on the 27th or whatever or whatever they're yeah. doing. I, I don't know. I so, know there were people in line at 1 a.m. for Toy Story Land and that was not as big of a deal as this is. Yeah. So, so oh I don't boy. know. Maybe Disney. Do they do annual pass holders though? Previews for Toy Story? They weren't till after. Remember That's it was pass right. holder playtime. That's right. Because it wasn't ready until right before That's it right. opened. So I don't know. We don't know if it'll make a difference or not. No, we, we, we really, really don't. don't. But I think, I don't think it's going to. I think it's still going to be super packed. Crazy. Um, but before we dive into this, though, I really want to say that um, where the Millennium Falcon is in this land is so far tucked back in the corner. Like you really have to walk through Galaxy's mm-hmm. Edge to get to it. When we rounded that corner, because we talked about Josh's like excitement and how awesome it was. When we rounded that corner, I felt similar, but more excited here. It felt similar to... Oh, sorry, my coffee's cold. Oh my I can't gosh. Drink it. To walking into California Adventure to Cars Land. When we first walked into Cars Land, you walk under like that arch, at least the way we walked into it. And when we walked under that arch, there was these mountains that I Mm -hmm. had been longing to see like literally forever. I'm like almost getting emotional thinking about it because that was so awesome seeing that for the first time. And when we rounded that corner and we're almost to that like hidden area where the Millennium Falcon's at... You round that corner and you go under this archway and it is this huge area of all the spires, the Millennium Falcon, and it was just amazing. Like, I literally teared up because it was, it was so awesome. You did. You and did. I did. And then when we were walking behind the Millennium Falcon, just like getting in the queue, because luckily we were some of the first people getting in that queue and walked right on the ride. But our friend Scott and I, we... We're literally like talking about how we had chills mm-hmm. because it was just so amazing. Yeah. But we are now going to start talking about it and actually giving you some more details about, you know, what's there, what well, what you can do and I mean we, we can I mean we can still chat a little bit. I, oh I, yeah. I do I'm sure say, we'll bring up some other I things. do wanna say that it was really cool to come around there and see the Millennium Falcon and then everybody just started cheering. Oh my gosh, they did. That, it was so awesome. I think that was that was pretty cool. Um not that like we were the first people ever to see it, obviously. No, but, no. But it was still cool for to, that day to be able to experience that and, and those people feeling the same thing that mm-hmm. you're feeling. And um, it was tough to try and capture all of that too because I'm trying to shoot video of what we're seeing, and then I got Taylor over here who's like, "Oh, I'm tearing up! I'm gonna cry!" I'm like, "Well, I got to get that. that. That's gonna be great. That's great footage." Um, so I did have somewhat of a dilemma, but I'll tell you what, it was somewhat. The only thing that I can say that was two things that were disappointing that day. Disappointing? Num- yes. Number one is knowing that after that day until... Who knows who when. Who knows when. I know what you're going to say. We're going to have to try and get there early and rope drop Millennium Falcon if we want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then um, by the time December rolls around, it'll be Rise of the Resistance, which will help pull maybe a little bit of the crowd and it might be 50-50. Uh, but I think Rise of the Resistance, depending on when it opens up and when... Well, it's opening up December 5th, but when that second entrance is opening up from Toy Story area, 
Um, you know, Rise of the Resistance is the entrance to the ride is basically right there when you come on come in off of Grand Avenue. Mm-hmm. So that's disappointing. The second thing that was disappointing <laughs> was being there so early that we were walking very fast. I I didn't even realize I just did that. Did you catch that? Walking very oh. fast. Um, cool quip. Through the line, through through the standby line. Yeah, we and so were. it was we very were. very difficult to also then again capture our emotions and still capture what was going on uh, as we were walking through because the the level of detail that goes into that attraction and I mean we'll we'll continue to talk about it more but um, that was uh, that was also disappointing. That is one time that it is nice to walk through an attraction for the first time is to be able to capture some of those details that. I mean, we, we, we didn't get a, t- a lot of time because it's like there is no line. We've got to keep moving. Yeah, but we could have gone back through and stood in the seventy-minute wait. Well, <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> but I mean, at that point, it's like, well, you can rope drop, and then maybe wait. Maybe just wait thirty for, minutes. Wait for some of the crowd of you know crowd of people to go through, and then kind of jump in. And then yeah. maybe you're waiting like thirty minutes, and and you can kind of take your time going through there and getting some photos, but or video. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I really wasn't disappointed with anything else i mean it was it was just awesome so i heard a lot of people don't like it but i think they're crazy because i thought it was awesome i didn't hear anybody say they didn't like it uh apparently josh doesn't check twitter because the Diz twitter literally doesn't care about galaxy's Uh, edge i don't know i i'm kind of you know we were also getting comments and i don't know if these are just people that are just trolling or whatever but there's like people like oh yeah, great sites, but nobody's enjoying it because they've got their phones up in the air. It's like, of course people have phones up in the Like, people want to come. Like, they're still enjoying it. Like, yeah. I still enjoyed it. Even even walking, holding the gimbal almost up above my head and so I could see the crowd as we were walking. Like, mm-hmm. I was still able to see what we were doing. And I, and I can tell you this right now. Those people who were holding their phones up in the air, I don't even think that they really cared that much about what they were capturing no they were like walking like right? this so they couldn't like, even they couldn't see, see their screen yeah so no they're literally just they're literally just trying to capture them walking in yeah and they are still seeing what is going on with their eyes so um and of course there's still the rumors out there like oh it's a fail it's a total bust i'm telling you right now star wars galaxy's edge at least in walt disney world is not a bust it no. is absolutely fantastic but mm-hmm. I digress. Let's uh, let's actually break down into, into what we're talking <laughs> about today, considering that we're about 25 minutes in. Yeah, whatever. So let's start here for some of you who may not have been there yet, or maybe you have been to Disneyland or you've been to a pass holder preview or a cast member preview or whatever, but a lot of people might want to know what exactly is Galaxy's Edge? Because everybody pretty much knows what Star Wars is, but... What is Galaxy's Edge, actually? It's a great place to start. Because Galaxy's Edge, that phrase right there, is not actually like a planet or a place. It's not an, It's not uh, what you could say a real world from the current right. Star Wars universe. This is a universe that has been created by Disney and Lucasfilms mm-hmm. and whoever else was also in collaboration with this amazing thing that they have done. Yeah. Um, and, and created this... This new world, and, and who knows? In, in future Star Wars projects, it may become something that Maybe is. It will like become that. something. So, but anyway, this is from the Disney website. I actually put this in here so we could just give you. And, and just before you get started, let's preface this that basically Star Wars Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. has its almost its own website 
of everything that is going on, right? It's it's oh like yeah, its like on the thing. Well, it's on the Disney World Parks website, right? But it's literally like its own special page. Yeah, yeah. Josh was a little surprised when he saw me looking at I, it. Earlier. I was because I hadn't seen he it. He was yet. like, "Whoa, what is that?" Um, but anyway, this is how it goes from the website. On the edge of the galaxy, between the unknown regions and wild space, there is a long-forgotten planet named Batu. Batu's largest village is a settlement known as Black Spire Outpost, which has become a thriving destination for those who would prefer to go about their business unnoticed, such as scoundrels, rogues, smugglers, and recently, whispers in the woods, reporting sightings of individuals associated with the resistance. News of the resistance has drawn the attention of the First Order, eager to stomp out any remaining flickering of opposition to their absolute control. Amid this brewing conflict sits an exotic outpost surrounded by a beautiful landscape dominated by the petrified remains of towering ancient trees, from which Blackspire Outpost draws its name. The modern village is built on the remains of crumbling structures built by a long-extinct civilization. Now you are invited to visit this beautiful and treacherous village of secrets built upon secrets. Very interesting. It is interesting. And I actually remember we were at Star Wars Galactic Nights last year, I believe. I believe it was last year. I think it was last year. Um, at Hollywood Studios. And they announced that Galaxy's Edge was going to be based off of this planet called Batu and right. Black Spire Outpost. And they explained about the petrified trees that, you know, have kind of been broken down and they kind, you know, they're petrified now, so they look like rocks and almost mountains. But they were at one time trees. So that's what I love about Disney and, you know, Disney taking on you know star wars and building this land because they continue that storytelling into just you know the design of the land like if you're walking in there and you don't know this backstory you just think oh these are like really cool mountains from space or something like that but you know there's actually yeah. a story as to what those are and how they got there and what this land actually is yeah i agree I don't really. Have much I just to, love it. I, don't have much to say. I mean, it's just it's a it's a breathtaking place that is um, unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable. It the, really just the, is. The attention. I mean, obviously, it's Disney. Attention to detail. Yeah. Um, is second to none, and they they hit it out of the park. Yeah, and actually, it's called Black Spire Outpost because if you look around, most of the spires are actually like a grayish, like almost silver color, but there is one single spire that is darker than the rest, and it's basically black mm -hmm. it's kind of right in the center um near the antiquities shop and it is the black spire so this right. is black spire outpost and actually if you have been on star tours since they you know reimagined it to star tours the adventure continues and then they um you know they've added some extra scenes and have changed some scenes around um you have actually gotten a sneak peek of batu when you come into this like land that you don't really know and it's like kind of peaceful and you come in and you like slowly drop down and land um you're actually in batu yeah. in black spire right there speaking of which i can't even remember the last time that i rode star tours it's been a little while it's been a long time because i yeah. don't think that we've been spending that much time at hollywood studios it's just there's not a lot since toy like, to story do. opened 
it has just been so crazy there and hard to get fast passes for, for most anything yeah if you don't know um whenever we like really first started making our youtube videos i actually was going to hollywood studios every single monday first thing in the morning i'd get there at 8 30 there was mm-hmm. literally nobody there yeah. now it's like you get there at eight o'clock and there's already a line out to security so i'd get there at 8 30 i'd go ride literally all the rides in the parks i'd book same day fast passes and then i'd go home yeah but then Toy Story Land opened and everything changed. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's been busy. I mean, it still draws in some crowds, obviously. Yeah. Um, oh, it does. It, it is. It is just still busy. So if it's you guys don't be know, even busier now. <laughs> if you guys don't know, there are going to be multiple entrances into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge or there Black are. Spire Outpost. Um, the main one right now is Grand Avenue. This mm-hmm. is where everybody's coming in and out. I don't know if we have an re- official release date for the Toy Story area entrance No, we don't. Yet. And if you don't know where Grand Avenue is, just in case you haven't been to Hollywood Studios in a while or whatever, Grand Avenue is actually right next to Muppets. And it's like the little area by um, Baseline Tap House that they kind of reimagined a while ago. And it's... Yeah. You walk right into the entrance of Galaxy's Edge yeah. there. Um, basically, the the theory is that Grand Avenue is basically just designed to start queuing people to get into the land. Yes. So we're, we're already assuming that we're going to be at capacity, obviously, opening day. Oh, yeah. Um, both probably for Star Wars and maybe even Hollywood Studios. That may be the first time Hollywood Studios has ever reached capacity. Yeah. Because um, it didn't for Toy Story Land. Toy Story Land, they had reached capacity for the land. For the, the land, yes. And the, and the lines were all over the place. I mean, all, it was going oh, all the way out past... Uh, great movie ride. Yeah. So I can only imagine what uh, this is going to look like for mm-hmm. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I'd actually just like to be there just to see what the line looks like. But somebody, and not actually going to the land. Somebody will be there to capture Somebody it, so. please post a video so we can see it. Yeah. Um, Twitter. And, and Twitter. Then, Hashtag dis Twitter. Yeah. And then, uh, so Grand Avenue, Toy Story Land, and then eventually this new Star Wars uh, hotel, the Immersive Hotel, is going to have its own special entrance and access into the land uh, that only those people staying at the resort will be able to use. And I don't even know if they're actually going to let people in that aren't staying there. I think that's, like, you cannot get into that hotel unless you have a reservation. So Oh, yeah, and it's expensive. They've released um, some I don't know if they actually sort released of- dates. Sort of um, details that it's going to be like over a thousand dollars per night per person. So insane. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Moving on. <laughs> um, something that I'm sure a lot of people have been wondering what the characters are going to be like in this land. Um, so from what we've noticed, there is no typical meet and greet with the characters set up anywhere. At least not as of yet. As, not as of yet. Of annual pass holders and cast. From members. the way it looks, so far, the characters are just kind of, not necessarily, yeah, kind of free roaming in the land. Mm-hmm. Um, they almost have like a little path they kind of follow by, and you know that way, the their little almost caretakers that we call them like know where they are and can see them and that sort of thing. Um, but we have seen Chewie, Kylo Ren. Yep. Followed around by stormtroopers. Um, and Ray, and Ray has actually been the coolest. We saw her with a bunch of other little kids. They were like being spies, rebels, or yeah. whatever. And they were like running around the land and they were like all trying to be secret and everything. It was actually really cool. And we, we've seen Ray a couple times, but like sometimes you honestly don't know if it's her because of the way she's like just walking in with the people. Mm-hmm. She just looks like she's a guest. Like, 
Disney bounding as Rey. <laughs> like, it's funny. Um, but you will also see some stormtroopers on patrol. And we did not see this resistance spy. But. Huh? You didn't see her out? No, I did not. Oh, did you? I saw her out running around. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Wait, she was captured. Huh? They captured her. Yeah, right? and then they took her back. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yes. The stormtroopers captured her walking around. Uh, it is. How do you say her name? I'm not sure. It's like V. Moradi. Moradi. Moradi, maybe. Um, but anyway, she keeps like a low profile, I guess, clearly, because I didn't even know who she was. Um, and she has blue hair and she wears an orange jacket. Once I reread that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that girl that the stormtroopers were walking backstage. And she was like hooting and hollering and everything. <laughs> but not only will you see those characters, but all of the cast members... Technically, they're still considered cast members, but they also all have, like, their own kind of unique stories about how they got there. And, you know, they really make sure that you are immersed into the land. You know, they'll tell you stories. They don't know who Mickey Mouse is. They don't know who, what Disney's Hollywood Studios is. They don't know what Disney World is. Yeah. They don't know in quotation marks. Um, because I had Mickey ears on. And two different cast members came up to me and said that those were really weird antennas on my head. Yeah. And they asked if I was getting good signal. <laughs> I think what this is going to be is a much better immersive representation of what Pandora was originally supposed to be. A Pandora and the cast members in there were originally supposed to be very immersive with a mm -hmm. language that they could speak and talk to you in. And I don't think we ended up seeing any of that. And I actually, I did not notice this uh, while we were in there. But um, if any of the custodial staff had special outfits for in there, I didn't see that. I didn't because, notice that. Uh, and Pandora, the custodial staff, still wear the same custodial staff as the rest of the, as the rest of the park, right? Yeah. Uh, the white dress-up uh, shirt and pants and the hat. Yeah. And which. I mean, is not a big deal. But whenever you were trying to sell Pandora, you know, the world of Avatar as being its own separate place, then all of a sudden you've got a custodial staff member mm -hmm. who's literally walking in from... Who we thoroughly appreciate for helping keep the parks clean. Oh, but... I mean, this has nothing to do with those... <laughs> anyway. This has nothing to do with those individuals. No, it, it has, doesn't. It has to do with Disney's theming. The costuming, yeah, and theming. Um, you know, whenever you're watching that, those cast members walk in from... Africa or Discovery Island or wherever yeah. they're coming in from pushing the carts, you know, it kind of destroys the the theming. It that kind you've of destroys light years to get there. This this idea. So I didn't notice that. Maybe they are still I just standard custodial notice. members, you know, with their same thing. But um and it and it might also be a thing where it's like, well, what do you have like custodial staff that's devoted only to Star Wars land? Maybe. I maybe don't know. not. I mean I don't it know. is pretty big. I wouldn't want to be a custodial staff if I had to change costumes between going, working. <laughs> in and of, out of the land. Yeah, like Hollywood Studios. And then, oh, I got to change because so I got to go empty trash in Galaxy's Edge. But I don't know. Um, but I am kind of like, those Those are like the little things that I think about, though. When, mm -hmm. when, when we're talking about so immersive that you forget where you're at, those little, things, those little things will break it for you. But, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of people who go to Pandora and they don't give a crap about no but the other thing is we're here so often that those are the kinds of things that we do notice yeah i mean i i try to pay attention as best i can to little yeah. details like that and i think when we were coming on vacation we weren't noticing those kinds of things oh, but now not. that we're here all the time we have the time 
to notice these things. And to say this, I mean, uh, Galaxy's Edge is a much larger expansion than what Pandora was. Yes. So they potentially could. Um, I guess I could probably go back and try to watch other people's videos to see if there's any custodial staff members in there. But it's okay. We're going to be back on September 1st, and I'll check it out then. So if you guys don't know, another uh, really weird thing about weird. this. Weird? This is it's cool. It's weird. It's different. People, I think it's there, cool. There's going to be people who don't like this. Um, it or is don't cool. understand. Um, I enjoy this. I think it, I think oh, it is cool, but is people cool. are going to think it's weird. Is that cast members have phrases uh, that they will speak to you in. So, for example, we got there in the morning, and instead mm-hmm. of saying good morning, they say bright suns, travelers, or something like that, yeah. right? But every time they kept saying it, I was like, what are they talking about? And then finally, our friend Kim was like, I think bright suns means good morning. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and it, it also might light mean, bulb. It also <laughs> might mean like uh, good afternoon or something like that. We also have rising moons, which we didn't experience that, which no. means good evening. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't hear anybody say refresher, which means... But that's because I'm good at finding the bathrooms. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Refresher, which is restroom. Mm -hmm. We have hydrator, which is for the water fountains, which I didn't see. I did see a couple, I guess, but I I mean, I wasn't looking for those. Yeah, they were near the bathrooms. They were near the refreshers. They were near the refreshers. Uh, Credits, which is money. That's a pretty standard one. I think it's pretty easy to... We did experience that anytime we bought something. Buying food. Um, and then cell phones are considered data pads. So mm-hmm. whenever you're walking around, if you're doing the Disney Parks Play app um, and one of them sees you, they're going to say, oh, what are you doing on your data pad? Um, only the ancient ones know, which means I don't know in English. Uh, <laughs> I want, I'm going to start saying ones. that to people. <laughs> only the ancient ones know. Only the ancients know. Oh, no, it's only the ancients know. Okay. Only yeah. the ancients know. Um, and then till the spire or made the spires keep you, which is goodbye. Um, another thing that we didn't, I don't think I really heard anybody say that, but. Maybe we did on our way out and we just didn't notice what they were saying. Maybe, maybe. but Because we were like starting to catch on to some of the phrases. Yeah. Like the credits thing, that was really easy to catch on to because it was when we were paying for something. But I don't know that even, and I know this is really about Star Wars and I keep bouncing back to Pandora because Pandora is the most recent, most immersive land um, that Disney has created. It's the most comparable. And I don't think they really have anything that compares to this as far as phrases go. I mean, you have Ikmi Maya, um, which means, uh, oh no, Sivako, which means Rise Rise to the the Challenge. challenge. Um, Ikmi Maya is riding on the Banshee. Yeah, yeah. Um, But Sivako is like really the only thing that I hear any of those cast members saying. And Mm -hmm. that's only when you're going into experience. Flight, flight of, of passage. Uh, flight of passage. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I like this. It's cool. Um, something that myself and Scott and, and Kim and Taylor were talking about, um, I think I, maybe you weren't part of this conversation, but Scott and I were definitely talking about how I think there will definitely be people who are just going to be like, Oh, we were talking about this. Cut, yes. cut the crap and just give me my stuff. Like give me whatever I'm buying. Yeah. Like if I'm buying beer or food, just – cut to the chase of like the runaround or of like, or like if i'm asking theming. where's the bathroom at you know, and you're like oh the refresher you mean the and refresher, like, like what like there are going to be people who who probably aren't going to like this but they're going to have waited in line for like four hours to have gotten in the land and it's going to be three o'clock in the afternoon when it's the hottest it's about to yeah. thunderstorm and they're going to be so over it and they're going to go in there <laughs> But, With a horrible and, but, attitude. But I mean, like, you know, I mean, but that's part of kind of being there when it opens. And yeah. um, and I think everybody needs to have that understanding mm-hmm. that 
you know, this this is what this is. It's supposed to be super yeah. immersive. This land is the most immersive land. It's supposed to really dive you into the story. And so... And I think Disney in general is not go, like going to your local amusement park. Disney is going to a place where they are telling stories. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's you can't just plan on. this trip in a day and expect to have a grand and jolly time. Right, yeah. I mean, you do have to do some planning in advance. So. GoldGalGetaways.com. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's move into uh, switching up the playlist here. Going into the Play Disney Parks app. I mean, Taylor keeps messing with the... Uh, yeah, well, I switched this because Josh about, had mentioned points. about the Play Disney Parks app. And we didn't get to experience this, so I just kind of wanted to mention it briefly. Was it running? Yes, it was running while we were there. Because I was following some other people's Instagram stories like later in the day after we had left Galaxy's Edge. Because I wanted to still be there and we weren't there. Um, but I was checking people's Instagram stories and they were showing them actually using the app. And I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. Because I remember reading on the Disney website about being able to use the app. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed I didn't get to do it. But that just means we have to try and go back sometime and then well, do it again i mean really we could spend the entire day september 1st in there but we'll see, see what yeah happens. we'll see how it goes it's gonna be busy that's but, when we're going back but, but i would love to to try this out so yeah so um i'm just gonna give you a little like overview of some things you can do so um like i said we did not try this and the play disney parks app is an app that you can download on your phone um and actually interact with the land and in star wars galaxy's edge this is going to be the most immersive and interactive area that you can use this app um i have used it on um space mountain and i have also used it in the line for toy well, story midway Mania. maybe just explain what if people don't know what the disney park play so, app is because this is not not like recently new within like the last six months but it's something that has been building and they've been trying to work out the kinks in it for probably like the last year. Um, and most notably is that they have removed the games that were in mm -hmm. Space Mountain. Um, yes. That as you were in the standby line, you'd be clicking on the buttons, playing the games. For they the have, interactive they've queue. They've removed that from the interactive queue. It has now been replaced with um, the Disney Parks Play app. Uh, same thing goes with when you're going through Soren. I think. I think Soren has a Disney Parks Play. Yes. Um, Instead of using a website, apps, you yeah, use the app. aspect of it. So just explain kind of what that is for people who well, don't Well, that's know. basically what it is. It's an app and it turns wait time into play time. And it's basically a mobile app, like I said, that can help connect family and friends to the Disney theme parks through unique experiences and activities like you used to be able to do in some of the interactive queues um, and kind of bring the surrounding areas and queues to life. Um, and the more you explore, the more you will discover. Mm -hmm. And that's basically it. So well, well, it's like it's like games and activities basically that you can play on this app while you are in the queue for attractions or typically just attractions. And you can interact. That way it kind of makes your wait time not feel as long and boring. And the other thing is too is that the more that you play, there are actual physical rewards I believe that you can get. You have to buy them. Oh, they made it so you have to buy them? You have to buy oh, the pins. You cheap sons of guns. Well, I mean, still, if that's something that you might be interested in, the more that you play the app, you will get these rewards mm -hmm. um, that you can then later go to someplace and get, like, pins and stuff like that, which mm -hmm. is kind of cool. It's a cool concept, but... Yeah. Um, so you can actually explore Galaxy's Edge using the Star Wars data pad, which is 
your cell phone (laughs) on the app. And there's many different ways that you can play in um, Galaxy's Edge. Um, So basically get ready to bring adventure to life. Um, You can actually translate galactic languages, both written and spoken, which I did not realize that you could translate the spoken as well, because they actually give you a map when you walk into the land and it actually has like a a decoder so that you can decode things to know what is written on signs for, you know, the different shops and restaurants and that sort of thing. But this will actually translate them right for you. Um, You can also discover cargo and digital goods as you scan objects around the spaceport, including hidden items inside space, shipping crates, and containers. I did not realize that. I cannot wait to go try this. This is going to be awesome. Um, And then you can tune into communications sent by the planet's many residents to uncover stories and secrets throughout the land and unscrambled transmissions being sent from far, far away. And... You can also, oh, yes, this is cool. You can also use this app to hack into the land's many devices, their control panels, and the droids. So I think that'll be pretty cool. Sounds pretty cool. It does. I want to look and see what's in the, like, shipping crates and stuff. I think that'll be neat. Yeah, it sounds a lot like if you guys haven't done um, the Adventures of Agent P or even some of, like, the... um, Magic Kingdom Sorcerers type of deal. It's very interactive yeah. and and free. You can make things happen. Yeah, and the, uh, yeah, best the part app about is, it is free. That it is free for you to actually uh, do and partake in, which is pretty cool. But getting into like the main thing here are the attractions. Yeah, this is probably the biggest thing about the entire park right now. Mm. It's where everybody's going right away. Yep, that's where we went. Yeah, <laughs> which is uh, the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's and, Run. Yes. You can actually fly the Millennium Falcon on a thrilling interactive smuggling mission. Uh, it is officially opening, I guess, on the 29th. If you've been yeah. to the password or previews, it's, it is also running as well. So mm-hmm. there is a minimal height requirement of 38 inches. I don't know how tall that is. Well, 38 inches isn't very big. Jossie's like 40 inches. Okay. So, and she's only like four and a half. Yeah. So it's really not that tall. There's pretty good seatbelts in there, too, in case you go flying yeah. out the window or something like that. And um, speaking of, like, height requirement type thing, um, our friend Tim is actually very tall, and he went and rode it today, and he had no issues at all with leg room. So my friend Carol told me that. It's her husband. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so just in case you're tall, you should not have an issue riding it, really. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty well open i think for yeah, seating it's spacious. not like you have to be crammed in there so mm-hmm. there is uh, what's really nice is that you've got your fast pass line you've got a standby line and probably most important is that there is a single rider line yes. for this attraction uh when we were there uh we obviously basically kind of rope dropped it as yeah. we keep saying uh got on and wrote it and i wish that we would have got back in line and wrote it again yeah immediately you know i think we were kind of pressed for time thinking that we were going to have to be out of there by one o'clock but there really wasn't anybody checking time so we could have gotten back on and wrote it but the single rider line people were telling us that they went through did the standby and then they rode single rider four or five times Mm -hmm. um and really got to ride every position every position and experience all all three positions that are in there which is really cool yeah um, but Josh also mentioned that there is a fast pass line. However, you cannot book any fast passes yet. So there are fast pass touch points that actually are kind of themed to the land. So it doesn't really look like the typical Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. on the little touch point. Um, but 
Initially, when Galaxy's Edge opens on August 29th, and for who knows how long, there will not be any Fast Passes available. And I think that's just to try and help the wait time because I think they're afraid that, you know, the park is just going to be so busy. If they do Fast Passes, that line's going to be like twice as long. Yeah, uh, I think it's it, it's probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people weren't happy about it, but it's, it's smart on Disney's part to do mm-hmm. that. Um, you're going to have, I, I guarantee that the, the single rider line is probably going to be as long as the standby line. Oh in yeah, some cases, definitely. Just because that's what people are going to be thinking, but, yeah. um, that they can break through. But I mean, thoughts on the ride are, uh, well, freaking well, before amazing. You, before you jump into that, they have not released when there will be fast passes available, but because there are touch points, Ouch. obviously there are going to be fast passes eventually yeah i mean it wouldn't make sense for disney to release uh a, basically an e-attraction and not have fast pass for it so it, it'll come at some point we don't know when that's going to be but yeah. it will be there whether or not it's going to be before rise of the resistance it's going to be after, after rise of resistance it's not going to be for six months or 12 months we don't know we have no idea it's coming so um thoughts on the ride uh an amazing picturesque background photo drop whatever you want to call it before you even step foot into the attraction is the mm-hmm. actual millennium falcon itself yeah and i don't know how to scale it really would be for a human being to be up there like a normal sized human being it looks like it's like uh, life size but it looks it looks pretty life size i mean it looks incredible and as you are moving through the queue the first part of that queue as you go through the standby is really just kind of circling Behind or, it. or kind of going out and around behind it. And uh, what was really cool is that you could see the engines. It looked like the actual thing was on. You could like see some, the blue lights. The blue lights coming on from the engines, which was really cool. As you kind of make your way through the queue itself, mm-hmm. there is like this uh, basically like a workshop kind of maintenance yeah. area. You've got the railings. I, t- I touched on this in the video where the railings in there are kind of beaten up and damaged to mm-hmm. make them look real. Like it's been a working factory, a working mm-hmm. maintenance shop. Um, oh man, it was just, it was so great. I wish we had more time to actually like stop and get video. I mean, we can go way in line. I probably could have, but you know, I didn't. So, and then I think probably the, 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 really the best part about going through the queue is that once you get your card, so whenever you. Basically your boarding pass. Yeah. I mean, once you get up to the merge point, um, and, and the reason I say the merge point is because, uh, single riders and fast pass and standby will all come to this one point. Yeah. Um, you'll get a card that is going to designate what your position is. And you can probably ask if you, you know, if you've never been the pilot before, you want to be the pilot, just say, hey, can I wait for the next one and just be the note, pilot? Just as single rider, you do not get a choice. Oh, yeah. I mean, single rider, you won't get the but choice, But fast obviously. pass and standby, you can obviously. ask. Yeah. But um, but don't be afraid to ask. I mean, it's like when we do Soren, we always ask to wait for B1. You yep. know, we want to wait for the middle front highest row. Rock and so, roller coaster. Row one, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I'm sure that they will be accommodating. Maybe they won't be as accommodating when it first opens because they're trying maybe, to push people yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not when they first open, but eventually. But eventually. And after you get that card and you step through the walk, like the the hallway, I guess you want to call it. Yeah. You step foot onto the Millennium Falcon. I mean, it, it, I mean, if you watch the movies of the Millennium Falcon and you see them like sitting in there and they're walking around and doing whatever. Mm-hmm. The Jajaric table's there. It is amazing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like the real thing. Yeah, it's really cool. Our jaws like dropped. Like I'm it just literally like, did. I'm like, I didn't even like, I didn't even have words. Like I remember, I was like, this is. I don't awesome. know what to do with my hands. Exactly. I mean, that's what <laughs> I felt like. But 
it was actually pretty cool the second time we walked through there. Like, all these alarms started going off and going crazy, and we had no idea what was happening. And they were like, push the red button, push the red button. Well, I oh, just yeah. I just so happened to be standing next to the red button, and I pushed the red button, and then all the alarms stopped, and everybody cheered. And that was cool. It was cool. <laughs> and I don't know if that happened because somebody had crashed the Millennium Falcon. I have um, no idea. If it was, like, one of those power ride, surges or something. But, uh, but it happened, and it was cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the way that they do... You know, what they do in this, too, is they, they break it up. You got some colors that they, what is it, like green, yellow, red. There's, it, like, it, ten it, colors or something. There's yeah, a lot. Yeah, so uh, if you want to talk about this as being, like, kind of like a magic door area, um, obviously they have multiple stations for you to go in and, yeah. and enjoy the attraction to, to um, make it go by quickly. But it was awesome. And I and I mm-hmm. think, you know, the one thing that we missed kind of talking about it before the ride gets started, and you're going to miss this if you do single rider, maybe even if you do fast pass. We don't really know. We don't know yet, but is uh, the new character Hondo? Yeah, Hondo. He's not, well, he's well, not, he's a, not a new he's character. Not a character. He's no. from uh, the animated series, I believe. Yeah, what's that called? Star Wars Clone Wars. Clone. Are you sure? Something like that. I forget. Uh, we don't watch I that. Ne- I never watched the animated series, <laughs> but... Um, but he's awesome. He's he's super lifelike. I mean, when we mm-hmm. saw him, fortunately for us, when we got there and we yeah, wrote it, he, was, he run- was working. Yeah, he was working. We heard later in the day that he was not working. They threw this screen up and it was just like this projection of him. But super lifelike. I mean, I didn't even... He started talking and moving around and I literally just... I'm like, I didn't even... I didn't even think that he was an animatronic. I'm just like... Is that a real guy? That's like... That's an awesome character that they have up there, like moving around. <laughs> Lo and behold, uh, he's a... He's an animatronic, which is really great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a great animatronic. The animatronics are really coming. They're coming a like long, a long way, way. A long way. So from the old hydraulic fluid animatronics back in the day, that still are around. Yeah. But I think one of the coolest things once you actually board the Millennium Falcon and mm. for the attraction for the ride is that there are. Three different positions. You can either be a pilot. And there's two seats for pilot. Two seats for gunners or the people who shoot. And then there are two engineers in the back. Mm-hmm. Josh got to be a pilot the first time. I'm a little bit jealous because it was awesome. He almost didn't launch sweet. us to light speed because he didn't, for some reason, see the I, green light flashing. I definitely flashing. got it the first time. You did get it the first time. But the second time, we were all like, Josh, pull the lever. Yeah. Pull the lever. And it wasn't the wrong lever. It was just that he didn't almost pull the lever. Right. <laughs> But I got it. I mean, we jumped to light speed. Oh, we cool. jumped to light speed. That was awesome. Yeah. That was way better than on Star Tours when you jumped to light it, speed. And I and I mentioned this in the video, um, and it was actually really cool. The the family who rode with us the second time. Oh yeah, it uh, wasn't actually, even a family. It was two guys. It was a son and, then, and a, a son and a father. But they he the the father had commented on the video and said that oh, oh hey yeah. that was us. Um, and I think that, and the reason I bring it up is because. They were so into the ride. Like, they oh, were yeah. so into the attraction. And that, I think, is what really, like, makes um, riding the Millennium Falcon so much better is having people who are into it no matter what. Yes. Um, even as, like, being an engineer, which is really funny because as soon as it was an engineer, I'm like, this sounds a lot like Mission Space where I don't do anything but push oh, myself You to never want to be the engineer, whether it's Mission Space or a Millennium Falcon Smuggler Run. Don't no, be the engineer. No, I mean, like, <laughs> the nice thing about the, being the engineer, though, still, is that there are still things that are going on for you to do. Like, yeah, you are just launching the harpoons yeah. to, to grab a hold of the train. But, um, 
but then there's other things that are going on. Like if the ship gets damaged, you know, there's like certain buttons that you have to press and, and, and you have to be paying attention to what's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's still very cool. And I mean, yeah, I think pilot being the pilot is probably the most, like, that's the one thing that everybody wants to be. Cause yeah. you are literally controlling the ship. You're driving. You can crash the millennium Falcon. Mm -hmm. If you are not paying attention. Yep. Um, <laughs> And, and I think that, that, like, they've just hit it out of the park. It's a great combination of Star Tours, I think, and Mission Space. Kind of. I, I mean, that's the way I think about it, you know. It's... But it's not like Mission Space, like how it spins and you get sick. It, it's not a centrifuge. No. But just you so feel aware. more, to me, like, Mission Space feels like you're actually on the rocket and you're moving around. Yeah. Star Tours kind of feels that way. Yeah. Sometimes it's just not it's a little intense. jerky and, and not intense. This is very much like you are literally on the ship. When you mm -hmm. get hit, you feel the ship move. Like, oh yeah, um, oh, man, it's just it's so awesome. It is awesome. I can't That's wait great. to go again. <laughs> I can't wait either. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Um, I'm just trying to think of like there's anything else that you want to bring up about it hopefully at some point i think this would be really cool not sure that this is ever going to actually happen but it would be cool if they could do a star wars or a yeah star wars a star tours-esque attraction where every time you ride it's a different like they, well, they could do that with smugglers run and make it a different flight every time that would be cool that would i be mean obviously really not cool. every single time but have like a sequence, so many different versions have a sequence of versions that you yeah, can do that so. would be cool randomized that could happen um that, that could, could happen, happen. And, and that would be cool if they would ever do that yeah so but let's not talk too much about it because i know we're really excited but we just want to mention star wars rise of the resistance is opening december 5th at walt disney world and disney's hollywood studios mm -hmm. and we really don't know much about it they really haven't released much about it i have heard from some people that this is going to be, like, the best ride, like, yeah, so basically, almost anywhere. Basically, what Taylor's trying to say is that if you were to compare uh, Smuggler's Run and Rise of the Resistance, Smuggler's Run would be a D-ticket attraction, and Rise of the Resistance would be the E-ticket attraction. Yeah. And I, is this supposed to be trackless? It is trackless. You know what? I don't know. Oh, I totally forgot about this, but this is in Rise of the Resistance. While they were building uh, Galaxy's Edge for a while there, you could see the <gasps> AT-ATs. Exactly, right? You yes. can see the AT-ATs. You cannot see them in the attraction. Like, you can't no. see them in the park right now because they're they are in the, attract the of attraction. Rise of the, of, of the Resistance. I forgot so about that. I forgot about that, too, to like just this second. So, ah, uh, man, that's going to be awesome when it ever That is going to be it, awesome. It, it probably will be the best tra attraction mm -hmm. out there. I don't know. We'll but, have to wait and see. Yeah. It's going to have a 40 inch height requirement. They do. They have released that. So there's going to be some some serious movement, I guess. Yeah. So you got to be a little bit taller. Jossie will be able to ride it though. Yeah. Um, Jossie's my sister, if you do not know. And this is the description from the Disney website: The Resistant needs your help. Hidden in the forest outside Black Spire Outpost, the Resistance is gathering recruits for a secret mission. With the First Order desperate to extinguish the spark of the Resistance, the mission is bound to have an unexpected twist and turn. When your transport is captured by an imposing First Order Star Destroyer with Kylo Ren on board, you're going to need all the help you can get. Fortunately, a covert team of Resistance fighters is at the ready to give you a fighting chance to escape and the chance for the resistance to rise again. 
Along the way, favorite Star Wars characters, including Rey, Finn, Poe Dameron, and BB-8 will join you in the action to help. And that's all we know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not very much. So but... we, but something Josh did bring up, we know there are AT-ATs because we, we saw do. them. Yep, we saw them being built, mm-hmm. and you can't see them when inside you the park. used to drive into Hollywood Studios to the old entrance that is now gone. You could see them. Yeah, I think that's just like a cast member inside the now. building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I'm so excited. I'm excited. It's gonna be great. So. And I didn't realize this till I just like reread this description, but. Rise of the Resistance attraction is kind of in like a foresty area. I know there's like some uh, waterfalls like back in the queue if yeah. you like look way back in there. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Let's uh, move into dining. There are a few places where you can get some food around here. Mm-hmm. There's actually quite a few places um, yeah. anywhere from snack carts to sit down. Well, not sit down, but uh, yeah. counter service. Uh, some good options. And if you guys haven't seen yet, uh, I'd encourage you to go back and check out our dining review from this past week. Yes! Um, which was Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo, mm-hmm. uh, located in Galaxy's Edge. Yes. Um, which is a great place. Detailed extremely well. It looks like an old like cargo hangar, basically, that yep. they have outfitted to serve food and drinks. And uh, when you're walking around, you'll see some, like, uh, like fish-like looking things i was gonna say fish but like basically animals they that they've were. captured and hung and um some of them have been put on ice yeah they're, it's like food you know it's yeah i mean that's what it is it's it's a food and cargo hangar basically and um hungry travelers can fuel up on a galactic grub at this local eatery in star wars galaxy's edge um it's quick service they do yes. breakfast lunch and dinner mm-hmm. um, we didn't do breakfast we, we did, did not lunch. yeah but we, the breakfast looked okay but we were we were more excited yeah, for lunch. Yeah, we were more excited and for lunch. And lunch at the time turned over at 10 o'clock. I don't yeah. know if that's going to still hold true when yeah, it officially sure. opens. We'll, we'll check it out and see. But, but we, Yeah, we ate right at 10 a.m. We ate lunch. But we were hungry because we got there for that pass holder preview at yeah. like 7 in the morning. So, And I think what is, I think what this place, what makes this place so good is, and I'm not talking about just the food, but is that it is themed and it is unique to the land. So we're not yeah. talking about burgers and hot dogs or chicken fingers or something like that. We're talking. You can't get fries here. We're talking about <laughs> Sotuli Canteen and Pandora. How they have created a restaurant that is specifically themed to the to the land, mm-hmm. and has food options that are uh, maybe somewhat. Um, adventurous but yeah but a little still bit a little bit pretty americanized mm-hmm. still pretty safe um if you're not adventurous i mean eating. it is food that you know like they have ribs and they have pot roast and they have yeah. shrimp and they have chicken and, and i think what you might be kind of scared of is just seeing the name and how they kind of describe yes. it and, and don't be afraid of that i mean no because the food was amazing this food was good it was very good service it was amazing and they, and they did a great job of presenting it and serving it and mm-hmm. cooking it I could go back and eat it again. I definitely Oh, would. I would go back there and eat again. Definitely. Um, you can also, another restaurant-ish type place. I got chills. More of a bar, I would say, is Oga's Cantina. Yeah. Um, you can step in the side this notorious local watering hole to partake in unique libations for all ages. Oga's specializes in fantastical drinks sourced with ingredients from across the galaxy and enticing concoctions that will delight even the youngest crew members. And this is one of the places in Galaxy's Edge that you will need reservations for. 
Yeah, and I don't know how long that'll last. We don't know how long that'll last. Probably for a while or maybe uh, indefinitely. People were booking them like six months out. Were they? Yes. So, uh, and another thing to note is that you only get 45 minutes, right? Is that, as is of that now, holding? As is that of holding now. True? That's what they were saying during the pass holder preview is that you could go in for 45 minutes and you were allowed two concoctions per person. And that may have just been to help people who had reservations and people who did not. Because you yeah. could still get reservations right during the annual pass holder preview. Yes, you stuff. had to book so, it. Yeah, you had to book during it in, there. Book but it in advance, but we do have reservations for September first. We were lucky mm-hmm. enough to get those for the day yep. that we were planning on going back, um, and we're excited to see you know what it looks like inside. Uh, DJ Rex is in there, we're and hopefully he's to working. See him. Yeah, we heard that he was having some issues the other day, but um, you know, fingers crossed, everything's up and running. Yeah, we're excited to try some drinks. They do have some souvenir glasses that you can get in there. Great. Um, but at least that's what I'm told. I, we have not been there yet, so we don't know 100%. <laughs> As if we're not spending enough money already on September 1st because, well, we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> let's continue on with the uh, Bites and Beverages. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got... Oh, and before before we talk about Bites and Beverages, at Oga's Cantina, uh, they only have like two snack items that you can purchase. They, they don't have like a full menu. Yeah. And it's not like a sit-down restaurant. Even though you have to have a reservation, you might be able to do standby. They said standby may be available, um, but you'll probably be waiting a while. It's it not a full menu. It definitely looked like they were doing it annual password previews, yeah. but that's limited to so many guests. So. Yeah. Bites and beverages, let's, though. Uh, let's move into the <laughs> bites and beverages. You can quench your thirst with a cup of Batu's legendary blue or green treat or milk, um, and it is served frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do alcoholic, which uh, is served in like a more of a square cup instead of the rounded ones, which is yeah. not And this is, this is the milk stand that we're talking about yeah. here. Yeah, so blue or green milk. I'm sure that you guys have been seeing this a lot lately. Oh, yeah. Um, which one is it? Are you a blue or are you a green? And guess what? We just happen to have a blue and a green person here today. I'm a blue. And I'm a green. I love the green. It was so much better than the mm-hmm. blue. Um, and then we've also got Ronto Roasters. Wait, before you go, this what? is something really interesting. Um, Luke Skywalker can actually be seen drinking blue milk in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. And he can be seen drinking green milk in Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Interesting. I didn't know that. I'll have yeah. To, uh, we'll have to turn it on tonight and check that out. Yeah. Cool. We've been watching the Star Wars movies lately. We have. We've been really getting into it again. <laughs> Not that we weren't ever out of it, but... No. Um, <laughs> then we've also got Ronto Roasters. You mm-hmm. can sink your teeth into a savory grilled sausage and roasted pork wrap at this exotic meat stall, which we didn't try that out. No, but it smelled really good. It did smell good. I, I almost want to just say whatever, and uh, we're just going to do everything there, but we'll see. Uh, and then we have Kat Saka's Kettle, run by mm-hmm. the grain merchant Kat Saka. Uh, this stall offers custom... Customers, a unique taste of Batu with a few different flavors of popcorn. Now, I have tried that popcorn. Oh, we yeah, didn't, that's we right didn't try did. it there. No. But our friends Josh and Hannah had bought some from the uh, the cast member preview that they mm-hmm. went to. And uh, it tasted like Fruity Pebbles. That's yeah. what it tasted like. So Very interesting. Very interesting. I didn't I, try it because he said it was stale when we were there the other day. I mean, but... it was. It, it's been sitting in a bag for like. Over what, two weeks for over a week now. So oh yeah, they went the day before uh, us. They went on Friday, the day before yeah. us. That was the last day of <laughs> cast member previews. But um, I mean, again, dining options here. They are trying to make this all very unique to the land. Yes. It's it's supposed to be different. Obviously, popcorn is popcorn, but 
they're trying to make it unique yeah. and enjoyable. And I think that that is what really matters. And listen, most. definitely give something a try because yeah, just just try course. something. It Everything we had was really good. If you really don't want something from Galaxy's Edge, you can always walk out into Hollywood Studios and get something. But I mean, I wouldn't actually. I wouldn't leave, though, because you're probably not going to get back in. (laughs) You will have to get at the back of that line. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's move into the merchandise. But talking, yeah, talking about buying things, merchandise, that's a big thing with Disney, merch, all the merch. Um, But you can go to, this was actually the first shop that we walked into, was Doc O'Nar. Uh, This was actually the first shop we walked into was Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. And you can shop for mysterious and unique galactic artifacts collected by a legendary antiquities dealer. And um, he's actually in there. He's an audio animatronic in the shop. Oh, yeah, I guess he is. I didn't really hear him talking, though. I didn't either. But he is in the shop, like, kind of moving around and stuff. And there are some definitely some uh, crazy artifacts and, like, antiques in there. But you can buy some lightsabers in there that are already pre-made. And they'll, like, you know, you can buy... I know I saw Mace... Mace... uh, What's his name? Last name? Windu. Mace Windu's lightsaber. It is purple. I saw somebody holding it while we were in there. And um, there's, like, these... I don't know. There's all kinds of crazy stuff in there. There's a lot of unique and different things yeah, that they are things, trying to do. A lot of the merchandise that you get in Galaxy's Edge, you can't go get in Tatooine Traders out at Star Tours or in the regular shops throughout Disney World. Yes. Like, you can only get them in Galaxy's Edge. And I think that's what, and, and I was going to wait and talk about this or bring it up once we had finished going through all the stores. Sorry. But, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Um, I think that's another great thing about Galaxy's Edge right yeah. now is that they have created these tiny um, little shops of things that it's not just one big store. It's not like just mouse gear at Epcot. This place where you can just find all the merchandise. There are all of these unique little stores, and each little store has different things in it that you can get. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you are walking um, down like the, uh, the it's like the marketplace, the, the marketplace, and you go into where the creatures are at, you can only get them there. You can't walk back over by the Tie Fighter or the it's not a Tie Fighter um, by the it's where all the um, resist. No, not the resistance. The- it, but anyways, you can't walk to another shop and get those yeah. animals there. Like yeah. um, the lightsabers may be a exception to the rule. That's a high ticketed item that I think they're going to sell a lot of. But most everything else that is very unique and different, you can mm-hmm. only get in that store. Yeah, which is cool. Um, but continuing on with the stores, so there's like six small stores um which i already talked about the antiquities there's also black spire outfitters which is where you can outfit yourself for galactic adventures at the colorful apparel shop in star wars galaxy's edge there is also <coughs> it's the first order cargo that's what i was thinking first about. order cargo yeah we were talking oh, about no first, no maybe it was the yeah. resistance oh yeah yeah you're talking order about cargo. first order yeah. that's like the first order section of galaxy's yep. edge but first order cargo you can proclaim your allegiance to the mighty first order and shop for recruitment gear and supplies they actually had some pretty cool stuff in there they had they cool did. backpacks and tank tops and yes stuff. they did um, there's also resistance supply where you can pick up gear that proves your allegiance to the resistance and helps fight the first order. Josh already mentioned the creature stall, yep. which was where you can discover curious creatures and critters from across the galaxy, which it, they had rap. I want to call them raptors, but they're not wrath, wrath, stars, wrath stars. Yeah. I think Yeah, there were some of those in there. There were also, um, 
Kowakian monkey lizards. Yeah, if you saw the video that we posted, um, there was one point where I was like, oh, Taylor might buy this. I um, didn't, but didn't. I we, might we actually, have to get one. We actually didn't buy anything this first trip. We literally did. Uh, we bought our food. That was yeah, it. Yeah, that's all we did, which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. But the, the monkey lizard is kind of like the um, banshee from Pandora, yep. where you can put it on your shoulder and it like moves around yep. and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, there's also Toydarian Toy Maker, where you can browse handcrafted toys and collectibles 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 at this whimsical workshop they got some, they had some cool stuff in there i walked in real quick and looked to see what they had but mm-hmm. and so those are like the regular shops where you can buy merchandise there is also some custom merchandise which i'm sure is what everybody is looking forward to yeah i think that this is really um they're, they're actually going to make a killing on this stuff, even though they are it's going kind of to expensive. Make a killing. Um, people are I'm gonna, sure they're already making a killing. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, people are people are going to pay money to do it. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, we are. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> Speaking of, um, the we are doing this. Um, Savi's Workshop, which is under the guidance of the group known as the Gatherers. You can construct your very own lightsaber and bring it to life through the power of kyber crystals. Builders, beware. You must protect the shop's secrecy to avoid being discovered by the First Order. Um, I honestly don't even know where it's at. Uh, I don't think I even saw really where the entrance was at either when we were walking around. So you so can maybe choose. It's like kind of hidden. I yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of the point of it. So yeah, um, you can choose one of four available themes. They're one hundred and ninety nine dollars per lightsaber, um, and. We're going to be doing this on September 1st. It's We're important. just getting one. We're Josh just getting is one. making it. You're, you're only actually allowed to do one. like Per group. Per group. So yeah. um, if you are a family of four. And you want four. And you've got two kids and you think both your kids are going to get that. Uh, no. You're going to have, you to, have make to make two, two reservations. separate reservations. And yeah. you have to pre-purchase this in advance. Mm-hmm. Or, well, I don't know if they well, did charge a card. you don't have to pre-purchase it. You have to have a credit card on, on file, file. In case yeah. you don't show up for your reservation. And then which you will be charged. So... Keep that in mind. It is extremely important. Mm-hmm. But this is an extremely unique experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really, really excited to do this. Now, you can build a lightsaber other places, but not a lightsaber like this. Not a plastic oh, right, right, right. Yeah. toy yeah. lightsaber. Yeah. I mean, you can go into uh, uh, Tatooine, Tatooine Traders, Traders and, mm-hmm. and build like the classic, you know, what has been the classic lightsaber for a long time. I think time. you can do it at Disney Springs, too. And... You used to be able to. I don't know if yeah, you still can. But um, this is this is very di- like unique and different. We're talking like mm-hmm. movie quality handles. Yeah. Um, they for, look legit. These. And uh, and it's cool. And I mean, it's obviously it's a, it's an experience. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, on top of being able to buy the lightsaber, I'm excited uh, and building it. So Taylor's going to let me build the lightsaber. I am. <laughs> I'm actually really sad because next, what I'm going to mention is the Droid Depot. And, well, and at some point we can go back and maybe you can do that. I'm sad we're actually not doing it the same day because I literally keep thinking in my head, oh, Josh is making the lightsaber. I'm just going to be making the droid. Like, I'm so excited. And then I'm like, oh, wait, you didn't book a reservation to make a droid. So you're not making yeah. a droid on September 1st. No, not on September so. 1st. But we'll, we'll go we back. We are going to have to go back because I really want to make a droid. I've really enjoyed seeing pictures of everybody with their droids yeah. and I think it would be cool to have one. Speaking it of, would drive the dogs nuts, but that's okay. Speaking of which, um, since we're talking about it, we were walking through some of the stores mm-hmm. and actually, um, I don't know which store it was, which one it's it's connected to. It's probably the Todoyan Toy Maker. No, no, no. It's like the droid 
store. I forget what it's called though. It might be the Droid Depot. You don't have and, it on here. No, it's like uh, attached to the Droid Depot. Oh, it's like oh, part yeah, yeah, yeah. of the yeah, Droid so Depot. So it's probably just the Droid Depot store in itself. Yeah. But um, it was really cool. Obviously, we didn't see where lightsaber building was at, but here at the Droid Depot store, you can walk in, mm-hmm. and then um, you go to your left, and you can actually see building the, the actual depot. Like it's a Droid Depot where mm-hmm. um, it's really cool. Like up on the wall, you can actually see parts moving. <gasps> There's parts moving through the ceiling, mm-hmm. um, and then you've got basically, I think it was like a U-shaped kind of, yeah. kind of how people are all set up and and building these mm-hmm. droids. And it looks like a really cool and fun experience. It really does. And this is the same thing um, as Sa- like similar to Savvy's workshop as to where you, the, you should have a reservation for this or you probably won't get to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can book the reservations online. And one person per group can right. build a droid. For now. Or one droid per group, whatever. Um, so if you want to build two droids, you need two reservations. Um, yep. But this is $99 per droid. And you can um, build a droid. It's unique. <laughs> it's unique. Um, you can actually also get, I think they're like $12. You can also get a personality chip for your droid. Yeah, which is kind of cool. I, I'm interested to see yeah. like exactly what uh, what that even is and what yeah. that even means. Me too. But yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else to really say or, or talk about. I mean, oh, I'm sure I could talk forever about this because I'm oh, so man. excited to go back because we had so much fun there. We had a great time. But this podcast is already so long, and we literally say that at the end of every episode, that this is so long. <laughs> yeah. But it's only like a couple minutes over an hour, so really not that bad. <laughs> no, and I, and I mean, it's okay. I, you yeah. Know, I think people will hopefully enjoy listening to this in their car. I think so. Or at the gym or wherever the heck I enjoy listening to, to it, and it's me and you talking. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Star Wars, they have, I think personally, they've knocked this out of the park. I think so, too. It is an amazing experience. I think if you are not enjoying it, you are just being closed-minded and... Probably too picky. Yeah. I mean... And let me tell you what. I don't even think it's that. Let I me tell you what. Just, yes, you because just, You just Josh, want to be a Debbie Downer. Yeah, you do. Wah, wah, wah. Josh is a very picky person. He's very picky. He's sorry. Sometimes he's hard to please. You know, we go to a restaurant and he's like, oh, it's all right. It's not Paolo on the Disney cruise. Like, that's what he literally compares everything to. It happens, all right? So he's very hard to, you know, get a super, super positive, you know, response out of him. I mean, he loves Disney and, you know. Yeah. When we go to the parks, Obviously. he loves doing that. Or we wouldn't have moved here. I mean, this was mostly him that wanted to move here. So, right. Let me just say that Josh was very impressed, and we could not quit talking about it. So, well, I, I think for Josh to be so impressed, well, I mean, that it's he, really good. Here's the thing. I mean, they just they have touted how this is going to be so immersive and so mm-hmm. interactive, and and. You know, one thing that we didn't really mention is that there are plenty of areas in this land that were not being utilized. No. And, I, and I don't mean that as in, like, they're failing. What I mean is that they are saving these areas for when it officially opens because they're not trying to give everything away, I think, right yeah. off the bat. Um, they still want to keep it fun. They still want to keep it interactive. But And even room for expansion. Um, I mean, I don't, know. Add, I don't know about some, that. Well, adding some shows, at least. But, I mean, we definitely saw multiple areas where where there were stages or looked to mm-hmm. be stages where um, some type of show is going to go on or happen or, or occur. Or something. 
Um, I mean, yeah, something is going to happen probably. So, you know, I'm already impressed. I think that they've already hit this out of the park, and they only have room to to go up. And if they don't, if they, you know, stop doing this because they're looking at it as a money aspect, people aren't buying enough merchandise, and they give in to doing this thing of where we're just going to start overloading it with the same stuff, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a mistake. And whether that's going to make a difference for the average guest, maybe not. It's going to make a difference to me. Because to yeah. me right now, what it's selling me is how unique just every little thing is. Yeah, Everything has its own place yeah. and its own reason, and it should stay that way. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go all in, which they are, they've got the Star Wars Hotel coming. Mm-hmm. If you're going all in, you would gotta you got to stick with it. Let it yeah. ride. Don't worry about what numbers look like. You know, maybe right off the bat, which I think they're going to be pretty good. And I think some other people may be like thinking, oh, well, they're not selling out of merchandise. It's a flop because they're not selling out of merchandise. Because remember, they used to sell out of stuff all the time. If it was limited edition or like the rose gold ears, they were literally sold out for months that you could not get your hands on. But here's what I think the thing is. They understand now how much people want these things and they are making sure it is in stock because they know people are going to come buy it. Yeah. They had so many of those lizard monkeys out. Like so many. I was like, there's no way those things are going to sell out. Maybe on opening day it will. But there was no way at that annual pass holder preview that stuff was going to sell out. Yeah. They had a lot of stuff. I mean, there's so many unique things. I think it's going to be tough. There's going to be certain limit. There's going to be certain items that do sell out. Oh yeah, obviously I'm not sure. everything's in sell, sure but, but it's just it's everything is just so unique, and I think that that is they're taking a big risk. They're taking a big mm-hmm. risk, um, but I think if you really think back to maybe the olden days of Disney, yeah, um, where they used to have unique merchandise for different parks and different things, and then they started to see that well, you know, people aren't really buying the unique stuff. Let's just go to like a generalized Disney parks mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You know, and, and that's what it's been slowly moving towards. This is breaking that mold, which I think is great. And that's what we we like the unique merchandise. Yeah, because that's not, what I look for. And it's like, well, you didn't buy anything. Well, yeah, we didn't go in there and just drop a grand of money. You know, no. buying unique stuff. I mean, it. You don't have to just go in and buy everything right away. Like, you know. Yeah. If it's, it's a limited edition item, yeah, you got to buy it. It's it's nice that there's unique items that you you know we can go in and we can buy one of those creatures. Mm-hmm. Maybe when we go back on September 1st. Set it on a shelf. And then when we go back six months later or whenever we go back, you know, maybe then we can go and, and buy something else that's unique. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's having the option of doing that and not just being like, well. Oh, well, you know, I didn't buy it at Magic Kingdom. I'll just get it when I go to Disney Springs it, later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. You don't have this option there. You don't have this option. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and that's all I have to say. So I digress. <laughs> Let's move into the meme of the week. All right, so we found a meme for this week that is actually Star Wars themed. I kind of thought we needed to stick with the theme here. And it's actually um, a picture of a guy kind of dressed as Darth Maul. Uh, he's got like this. He little, is. Like, I mean, he's dressing up as Darth yeah, Maul. He's dressed. He's like in the process of becoming Darth Maul. He's like got this like red suit kind of thing. His on. red suit is wrong, but. It is, but who cares? And then his face, he's got like the horns on and he's like just finishing up the red and black makeup on his face. And it says. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. That's like my. That is not how you say it. You just, you say it how you say it. 
I can't do a very good Bane voice, but yes, you can. But the he the does meme, it all the but time. But the meme says, "No one cared who I was until I put on the mask." And Josh it, read it as, "I can't do it." Yes, you can. Um, but it was funny. It, it, I I got a please, big laugh out of this. Please, please, please. I got a big laugh out of this. No, I can't do it. Now you're putting me on the spot. I can't do it. I'll Maybe look next away. time I'll, I'll look away. I'll look away. Um, but I, th- I just thought it was hilarious because, you know, Darth Maul is, has somewhat made a, a reappearance within the universe. He has, especially with he's, he's going to be. With the uh, Clone Wars series mm-hmm. and the, the other standalone movie. But, yeah, we just thought it was funny. So, um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you guys are going to have a fantastic weekend. I enjoyed this episode until Josh wouldn't do the Bane voice. Oh, sorry. And now I'm going to cry Your myself life's full to sleep. disappointment, isn't it? Please, <laughs> please do the uh, Bane voice. I can't do it. Yes, you I can. Can't. You did it so good. When I showed him this meme earlier, he did good. the Bane voice so good. It wasn't even and good. And I was cracking up. It wasn't even good. No one, I can't do it. I can't. It's not there Take anymore. Take your headphones off. It's, it doesn't matter if yeah. my headphones are on. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. That doesn't sound like Bane at all. It's yeah, awful. except Bane says it much slower, and that's why it's not right. Yeah, whatever. Please, just do I it. I just tried it. Stop. No. Enough. You can do it. No, enough. All right. So thank you for listening, everybody. Hope you guys are going to have a fantastic weekend. Until next time, we'll see you either in the next video or in the next podcast. And that's... Yeah, we're going to see you in the next podcast. Well, whatever. You know what I mean. (laughs) And that's the Weekly Breakdown.